This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I think there's one emotion that really scares me, and that is the lack of all emotions. So that is apathy. The moment we become indifferent to each other's pain, to each other's stories, the moment we become desensitized, numb inside, I think that is a much more dangerous world to live in. So this might be the age of anxiety, the age of angst, but we need to make sure that it doesn't turn into the age of apathy. So today I want to talk about a word that troubles me, that preoccupies my mind, and that word is apathy. I want to look at the roots of the word, and that takes us actually both to Latin and Greek, apathia, which basically means lack of emotion, lack, lack of feelings. And I think it's an important word in order to understand where we are right now across the world. But before we go into that, it might be useful to go back in time a little bit. And you might remember late 1990s, early 2000s was a time of extreme optimism that bordered dangerously on arrogance or complacency from time to time. Back then, many people with good intentions, but many people, both across media and academia, they thought that this was the triumph of liberal democracy, that from now on history could go forwards, you know, only in one linear direction, that tomorrow was going to be better than yesterday by definition. And they also had this extreme faith in technology. So in other words, back then, the biggest optimists were tech optimists. And they would tell us that thanks to the proliferation of digital technologies, of social media platforms, information was going to spread everywhere and people were going to become informed citizens. And once they became informed citizens, they would always make the right choices. That was the expectation. So that was the age of optimism. Now, fast forward, I think we have entered quite the opposite and almost it feels like the age of pessimism. The world we're living in right now is the age of angst. There's almost an existential anxiety, so pervasive in the air, it affects us. It is also the age of anger or fear or disappointment or bewilderment, confusion, uncertainty. And it's very difficult to believe that tomorrow will by definition be better than yesterday. And I think many of us, every day, we are dealing with lots of negative emotions. And my point is actually, maybe we should have a more positive view on pessimism. Maybe it's okay to not be okay in an age like this. In fact, if we're not overwhelmed from time to time by anger or anxiety or, or uncertainty or confusion, maybe we're not really following what's going on in the world here and there and everywhere. When we do follow, when we do respond, of course it affects us and that is very human. So my point is, 
not whether you are angry or not from time to time, not whether you are anxious or worried or not from time to time. But my question is, what do you do with your anger? What do you do with your anxiety? I think that is the crucial thing. And I'm always inspired by the writings of feminist scholars, novelists, thinkers, such as Toni Morrison. And she has this powerful essay in which she says, I feel so angry sometimes. And rightly so, she feels angry because she looks at the injustices, she understands the layers of discrimination, racism, sexism, class inequalities, and so on. So in that essay, Toni Morrison says, I feel so angry sometimes, but then I just go and sit down at my desk and I write. Maybe someone else is going to turn that anger into making beautiful art, beautiful paintings, another person into making movies or making music, another person to organizing protests, you know, and, and, and these are not mutually exclusive either. So I do believe that activism, activism for human rights, for women's rights, for climate, for our planet, these are incredibly important at this major crossroads. But my basic point is not whether you deal with negative emotions or not. I think we all do, in fact. But what do we do with these negative emotions? At the end of the day, I think there's one emotion that really scares me, and that is the lack of all emotions. So that is apathy. The moment we become indifferent to each other's pain, to each other's stories, the moment we become desensitized, numb inside, I think that is a much more dangerous world to live in. So this might be the age of anxiety, the age of angst, but we need to make sure that it doesn't turn into the age of apathy. Because that is something else, you know, that is a threshold after which we stop caring. And the mind does not, the truth is, the mind does not process um, these snippets of information if it only remains as information. For instance, when we read a news article talking about the death of 5,000 refugees or 50,000 refugees, our brains do not process that numerical difference if it's only just a snippet of information. But if I know people's stories, if I connect with their emotions, if I connect with their dreams and hopes and, and their sorrows, then every person, every person's journey touches my soul. So what I'm trying to say is we have to find ways to break these walls of apathy. And in my opinion, literature, art, the art of storytelling, they punch holes in those walls and they help us to connect with people we might have regarded as our other. Only then we can realize that actually the other is my brother, the other is my sister. Only then we can realize that actually I am the other myself, that I'm not that different from my other. So I think it's very important that we put effort into overcoming this threshold of apathy that our world is very speedily heading towards. Say